If you're a technician and you get uncomfortable doing role player ride-alongs, you could be missing a huge growth opportunity for your career. Learn what I'm talking about on today's show. Today we have some great content from Mr. Gary Ellix, and I'm going to be involved myself, on working with your service manager and specifically the importance of role play in ride-alongs. Now I know a lot of you get uncomfortable doing these things and hey, that's okay. But we must embrace the uncomfortable if we ever want to grow as technicians and as human beings. Now this clip is from our new service technician training that will be available very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that course. Let's roll the clip. Welcome back to the program, everybody. This session, we're going to be talking about service technician management, but we're going to be talking about this from the technician's perspective, right? We've got service technician management training for managers in a different section. This is about how you should interact, what you should expect from your manager, and how you should conduct yourself in terms of, you know, being a professional technician. And a couple of things we're going to talk about with Mr. Alex, as always. Uh, Gary Alex, the man with the plan. It's good to see you all. Yeah, this guy's amazing. Uh, and talk about you know, what's your role in the role play? What's your role in how you should respond to your manager? And so, Gary, we'll just kind of kick it off and let's talk about the one or two things that are most important with respect to management from the technician's perspective. Yeah, I love that. As a, as a technician, what I want is I want to be open-minded. I want to uh, take constructive commentary from mm. my service manager or my owner or even a coach. Russ Horrocks is a good example. He might be somebody that is employed as a third party to ride with you and or do role play with you and so uh, we always talk about that if somebody corrects you and you have a problem with that then you probably your ego is probably in the way right. if somebody is doing a ride along or a coaching session role play your whole goal as a technician would be to keep an open mind to the ideas that somebody is promoting to you I think that's the first thing I think the second thing is a lot of people uh, professionals they don't keep journals. They don't keep track of the ideas of things that are given to them by their uh, service manager, their owner, or a coach. And I would encourage all the professional technicians out there, if you want to improve, um, it's not about the moment. I mean, certainly you're going to tell me, hey, you can do better in this video by doing these things. Look at the camera differently. That's fine. That's a, that's a good set of commentary. But later, for me to be able to come back and reinforce that, the real learning occurs later when I'm more relaxed. I'm not in that environment. I'm not in that pressure-packed moment, and I have the opportunity to reflect and review, and I go, okay, you know what, maybe I'm not looking at the camera the way I need to, or maybe I'm not communicating the words in the right way. So I think that there's just a couple ideas there for technicians to just keep an open mind. Most of the guys that I've coached over my career, um, they, they generally have an open mind about certain things, but then there's other things that they have a pretty closed mind about. Right. So uh, what I need uh, the technicians to understand is that your company and your coach and your management group is about helping you improve. And right. if you're in the EGI family, I think you've got you to come to that uh, mindset that that's part of what's happening there. Yeah. I think that's such important advice, right? Your ego is not your amigo. When you've got a manager or if it's an outside consultant, like you were talking about with Russ, you know, somebody coming in to ride along with you, they have the same objective that you do, and that is to make you better. They have no interest in trying to, you know, undermine what you're doing. They're only there to try to help you get better. And so, you know, listen with an open mind. Uh, one of the things, too, that can come from these ride-alongs, and I want to talk about a ride-along that Drew Cameron did with me, you know, 16, 17 years ago. I was working as a residential salesperson for a company here in Colorado Springs, and Drew went with me. He was uh, as a consultant for this company, but he went with me on this ride-along, and he didn't say much during the entire call. When we came out, we got in the car, 
And he says, dude, I think you're good to go. And really didn't, like, we'd been working on a lot of training stuff, and the confidence that I got from that, when I went through uh, an entire sales call, I was a uh, comfort advisor, so a little different than a maintenance technician or a service technician, but the reality is the confidence that I got from that call, uh, he gave me a couple of pointers, but for the most part said, hey, you're good to go. Man, I felt like a million bucks, like, hey, I think I understand how to do this. And my productivity just rocketed from that point. Mm -hmm. So there's so much value that you can get out of that ride along, uh, so much that you can learn, but you got to go in with an open mind. It's really, really an important part of the process. And what I will tell you is this, all of us has, have this comfort zone. I think we talked about this in a previous training. We all have this comfort zone, right? And your comfort zone may be 72 degrees. Well, sometimes life throws you a curveball and it knocks you out of your comfort zone, right? Maybe your dog dies, you get a divorce, you lose your job, something like that. Knocks you down to 68 degrees. Well, most of the time, human beings, human nature being what it is, you do something to get back to 72 degrees. You get a new job, a new dog, a new husband, new wife, whatever it is, right? So you get back to 72 degrees. That's great. Well, sometimes things come along that can make your temperature better, like 76 degrees, like a ride-along, right? <laughs> or doing role-playing, those types of things. But they feel just as uncomfortable as, you know, 68 degrees. And sometimes, because it feels uncomfortable, we try to avoid it. So don't avoid the whole ride-along uh, scenario just because it doesn't make you comfortable. I've heard people say, oh, it messes with my mojo. Well, you know what? If it messes with your mojo on one call that might benefit you for the next thousand calls, it's, it's a small, you know, price to pay. And, and so, you know, we're talking about, Gary, about this whole concept of, you know, ride-alongs, which kind of lends itself to discussion about role-play right. and what our responsibilities are as a technician in our service management meetings with respect to role-play. So let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, I don't know too many people that actually like role-play. Right. Uh, we're talking about the role-play that we're doing in the service technician environment. Mm -hmm. So when people are, you know, exposed to uh, their peers, or if it's just me and you riding in a truck and we're doing role play, uh, both equally effective. We're, we're in that place where we're being pushed out of our comfort zone. Right. I mean, and so you're talking exactly. about that homeostasis being broken. It absolutely is. However, I will say this. Role play is the single greatest opportunity for you to benchmark where your actual right. process is, meaning what you internalize is what you bring to the game. Um, a coach told me, you know, once, he was a very, very, very bright guy, and very successful coach, I might add, basically said, you know, uh, practice makes permanent, perfect practice makes perfect. And he said, whatever you practice on, you need to make sure your technique is good. And role play is about that. And then he said, you know, when you get into the game, when you're actually delivering in the game, under the pressure of the moment, whatever you've practiced is what's going to come out. Right. So role play for me is a way where we can drill in a safe environment. And you and I can coach and we can talk about things and you can say, here, do this. If I internalize that, then when I'm actually talking to a homeowner, I have an opportunity to discuss, you know, home comfort options with somebody. What I've practiced and what I've internalized will emerge, and you're going to be more successful because you've actually put the effort in. So it sucks. Nobody really loves it. Maybe you guys do. Most of the people that I've coached over the years, and I've, I mean, I've got teams right now. I've got 137 employees right now under my wing. And we role play like crazy. And I don't know anybody in that 137, including me, that like it. Right. But we have all agreed that it's a way for us to get better. And uh, we all engage. And this morning before I came in at 6.30, I had my sales team and we were doing role plays. And, you know, and I was calling on people and you can just see that discomfort level. But the thing is, it, it pushes people to get better. And so if we, if we take a step today, we take a step tomorrow, we take another step the next day, we're that much more internalized, we're that much better. So. Um, I, I love it. Um, we use videotape 
Um, I don't know that all the companies out there, especially in a ride-along situation, if you're, if you're working with your service manager or a company owner, or, or somebody like a Russ or Mike Treese or uh, Drew Cameron, you may not be able to role play and videotape in the truck, but if you're doing your meeting rhythms in your huddles and your, in your, your physical training uh, in your facilities, you should set up an iPhone or a camera and you should take the benefit of videotape and then play that back. The reason I love that is that everybody gets to participate in the debrief. So the, one of the things I would encourage as far as coaching uh, is the technicians that are sitting in the room when you and I are role playing and there's five other techs in the room, they're not necessarily in the cauldron, but they're watching what's going on and they right. can kind of see what's going on. So they're not in the pressure moment. When we're done, we replay it. They're going to learn just as much about that uh, process and technique as the person that was in the cauldron if we actually have videotape. If we don't have videotape, there's not as much engagement. And so it's just a couple of tools of the trade that I would highly recommend. Yeah, I think that's important, the video, because you can go back and watch it and stop it, right? And you say, yeah. what, what could we have done here? What could we have done there? That type of thing, right? So it's uh, very helpful. One of the things I always talk to folks about on this whole idea of role play is a very simple question. How many years uh, would I have to watch football to become a great football player, right? You can never watch enough football, right, to become a great football player. You have to get in the game and play, right? I can watch Drew Brees. It doesn't mean I can throw a pass, right? I can watch him for an entire career, which I have. doesn't mean I can throw a pass. You've got to get in and you've got to play the game. You've got to, as you mentioned, you've got to, you know, uh, make sure that your practice is good, right? Because that practice, for better or for worse, is what you're going to do in life fire situation. You've got to make sure you're doing the right things. Perfect practice, I suppose, as they say, makes, you know, makes perfect. But you got to make sure to understand that, that that practice is what's going to help you get better. Watching somebody else do it, thinking about it, you know, may have some impact, but the real benefit's going to come from actually engaging in the process uh, of role play, or as you call it, I think, real play. Real play. A, real play, That's yeah. So, right, because it, it makes it more real, and you're, you're, you're role-playing the real conversations, uh, which is really important. So ride-alongs, super important. Take advantage. Role-play, uncomfortable, yes, but do it anyway, as we always say. If you're going to have success in life, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Those uncomfortable situations can help you to grow. Uh, final thoughts on that, Gary? Other points that we might need to keep in mind? I uh, just love the idea of the technicians embracing the idea of change, embracing the idea of improvement, uh, taking responsibility for their own actions to get better, uh, tracking their systems, understanding that role play, real play is a part of how they're going to actually understand what their technique is. So we always talk about technique. Uh, it's not about uh, manipulation. It's about understanding how to actually talk to customers, how to communicate. The more you practice, the better you're going to be. And the more you practice perfectly, the more perfect you will be. So yep. all of those things add up to a better professional. And what we're interested in is guys and gals out there that are just improving every day and getting better. Right. So role play, real play, and ride-alongs, things that might make you feel uncomfortable, but also things that will be very, very helpful and beneficial to you in terms of improving your performance and your productivity. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed that little snippet from our new service technician training program that's in the works right now. Like I said, this will be available very, very soon. If you're not a member, you can get access to our current service tech training right now by signing up for a free trial. You'll get access to the current tech communications course as well as all of our other courses online. That's it for today, my friends. See you soon. Until then, bye-bye for now.